welcome to Before the Bid, your connection to some of the world's best livestock sales. Stay tuned as your host, Andy Howe, takes you coast to coast, stopping along the way to talk with producers about their operation, their livestock, and of course, their upcoming sales. Let's get to it. Livestock friends to this Before the Bid podcast, and on this one, we are going up to northern Indiana. We're actually going to land in Leesburg, Indiana, and we are talking about a sale that is going to be on uh, SC Online Sales here on September 18th, and we are going up to the Bishop Farm, Bishop Family Tradition, and uh, with me, I have a grandfather and a grandson on this one. I think this is the first one that we've done that way. We've had a lot of different ones, but uh, first one that we've had a grandson and a grandfather on here. I'm excited about this one. And the grandson, he's in charge of calving while Grandpa goes south for the winter. So uh, we're going to talk to him about that just a little bit here. And he works at the farm and gets the cattle ready, and he's going to talk to us about the farm. The grandfather on this one. You're going to know the name if you're from Indiana because he has been around the state fair for over 20 years, been around the Beef Congress for over 20 years, and so we're going to talk about that just a bit here and talk about the operation. So I want to welcome to the podcast here from Bishop Farms, again, the Bishop family tradition on September 18th. I want to welcome Kevin Hesser and Bob Bishop to the podcast, and uh, guys, welcome to the podcast and excited about talking to you on this one. Thank you. Bob, let's let's start with you here and, and talk about the operation and how did you guys get started in the cattle and uh, give us a little bit of the history here of Bishop Farms. Well, as I grew up, I wanted to be in 4-H and so I bought steers and showed them and uh, seemed like I always stood at the bottom of the class and uh, never seemed to do very great. But mm-hmm. uh, when my kids got involved, I bought some calves for my sister and brother and they always did better than I did, so at least I knew I was looking for the right thing. And so I just uh, fell in love with having cows and having baby calves born. And that's a that's an exciting time of the springtime to have new life come into the calves and see them, mama lick them off and be ready to protect them and all that. And so went from there and our sons and daughter all showed at the local county fair and at the state fair and back in 87 the first Hoosier Beef Congress I took the calves there and the two sons were both playing basketball so they couldn't show up till Sunday morning it was a one-day show and (laughs) yeah it didn't last very long (laughs) right right I think we were at the first one well we I think we were at the second one actually yeah it was a 600 hit I think the magic number that actually happened that time and I transitioned into that after the death of my youngest son in an accident when he was 16. And so Tom Yance, a good friend of mine, came to me and said, I know what what the story is, and I would like for you to come and help run Beef Congress. So I agreed to do that. And so from there, I transitioned into that. And then the, my sons had both showed grand champion steers at the local county fair. And my two grandsons, they... Uh, one of them showed the grand steer a couple of times, and the youngest one, Kevin, who's on here with me, he, he had reserved grand heifer a few times, but he never could quite get the grand steer. But we had a good time, and they'd done a lot of winning over the years and awful lot of purple banners hanging in their house when you look at all those things that are happening down there. And so then we 
transferred, started working with the Beef Congress. And you know, Craig Sherbin from Columbia City was a friend of mine. And Craig was running that show over in Columbia City. And then he got elected to the state fair board. And so then uh, in that process, why well, he called me one afternoon and said, you got to be home tonight. I said, yeah, I think. Well, I want to come and talk to you. Well, I should have said I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> because then you got real busy, didn't you? Yeah, because then he wanted, well, you can come run the cattle barn for me for the state fair. And so that's what that transferred into. And I retired from that about five years ago, I guess it was. So mm-hmm. it was a good time. I met a lot of great people. I've tried to introduce Kevin and Scott both to the great cattlemen that are around this United States. And had a great conversation with Scott Shockey this year when he was walking in to judge the heifers that day. And uh, he even mentioned my name that night in the Grand Heifer Drive. I was, oh, wow. wasn't was that, but I was surprised he, he mentioned it. But, you know, he's a great man, great mm-hmm. cattle man. So. Right. Right. Now, do you guys just run run cattle at the farm or, or what else do you guys do around there? Yeah, we basically just have about 14 or 15 head here and a couple years ago we lost our pasture field so it's kind of been we've been trying to find pasture but it's kind of hard to find it in northern indiana because everybody wants to grow corn and beans on their fields so right a lot of irrigation and so forth so mm-hmm. and we're we're bad at that too because we have a lot of irrigation so mm-hmm. now you guys do have some crops as well oh yeah we farm close to 5,000 acres of corn and beans, and we grow seed corn for Pioneer. Okay. And uh, some of that's been harvested already, and then they're going to start harvesting another field, I think, tomorrow. Okay. Well, good. Now, you didn't start out just strictly farming, did you? You kind of had another profession there for a little <laughs> while. Yeah, for a little while I was, uh, well, when it came down to it, I enrolled at Grace College out in Winona Lake, Indiana, the Christian Liberal Arts School. Mm-hmm. Got a degree in elementary education, and back then in the late 60s, there was a high demand for male teachers in elementary education. So I taught school for 16 and a half years and enjoyed that. Coached uh, elementary kids in basketball and track and uh, flag football. Oh, yeah. And it settled on the basketball, and it was a city tournament they had with all the Warsaw schools. There was about 10 schools, I think there was, and that out of the 15 years that I coached, I won that tournament five times, oh, so wow. I got pretty lucky. So. <laughs> well, good. Good deal. And then you decided, yeah, maybe this teaching thing is not exactly what I want to do. Well, you know, I always wanted to farm right after I got out of high school. My father said, you know, I didn't have a chance to go to college, and you do, so I think you're going to go. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so I went. And so it's, uh, I wouldn't trade it. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was a good exercise, but I learned a lot and met a lot of great people along the way and met a lot of young people that come back up to me today and say, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you did for us. And uh, even though I sometimes made them uh, do things they didn't want to do, but in the end, they said, you know, it's probably the best thing that happened to me. So. Right, right. And that probably helped make a pretty easy decision to, to move into the Beef Congress and the state fair roles that you had, just just wanting to help and, and work with young people. Yeah, that was the biggest share of that. It was a fun experience. I mean, there was always those days that were not so much fun, but overall, I have to look at it, it was a, it was a fun experience. So, Now, Bob, how quick were you into the Beef Congress running of that thing after it had gotten started? Well, Tom... 
asked me in 92 if I'd come and work for him. So I think I helped him two years and then I was in charge. He said, I'm, I'm getting out of it. You're in charge. And then he just walked away. I thought, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So if you would tell us a little bit about some of the changes that you were involved with, with the beef Congress and, and maybe give us just a little bit of insight of that about uh, how those came about and how this thing has become this mecca of uh, youth expositions that it is. You know, I think the committee that we had, the objective was to make sure that every youth enjoyed their time there. It wasn't a cheap experience, but it was an experience that they would relish for the rest of their life. They can talk about the time that they had there, the people they met from across the state of Indiana. I mean, you just don't meet the guy next door. You get to meet people from southern Indiana and Western Indiana and Eastern Indiana. I mean, you get to meet people from all over. And there was a lot of experiences. Sometimes we had blinding snowstorms and people from the South come in with 10 inches of snow on their trailers and people from the North didn't have any snow on their trailers. But <laughs> right. Normally that wouldn't be the way it was, but it was sometimes. Uh -huh. So it just was a really good experience as far as helping out with all the youth in Indiana and I've received several awards because of that. I don't know why, but I just felt that I wanted to be there. And the motivating factor behind that whole thing, uh, Andy, was the fact that in 92, when our son was killed in his truck wreck out in front of our house, he rolled it over and threw himself out and, and his best friend, and they both passed away. And so, you know, I, I felt like I wanted to do something. Mm -hmm. And so that was what came along. I think God was working in... Uh, in that particular way, he said, here's something for you that maybe will help take the place of your son and some of the things that he's done. And so we kind of transitioned into that. Right, right. And now this has gone from, what would you say, like a 500 or 600 head show? And now, you know, what's some of the latest numbers, 1,400, 1,500? Yeah. I think the biggest one we ever had was 1,600 there one year. But mm -hmm. that first one was, well, we went down on, Saturday afternoon, I think, and the show was on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Right, and now it's now it's from about, what, Thursday to Sunday afternoon or evening? Yeah, it started out with some things. We got some things as they kept growing and kept growing, and I said, well, you know, they worried about getting done in time, and I said, well, the, the only way you're going to get done in time is to go to two heifer judges and one steer judge, and that's kind of the way it's transitioned, and then... They said, well, that won't work. I said, yeah, well, all you have to do is just have that other judge walk over and agree with that other heifer judge. If that's the one that's the best one of the, of the champions that you have out there, why, or division winners. So, you know, it works and it, it still works. And then so I hired all the judges and when you had hire them, sometimes when you knew who you were going to get, you sometimes ask them, you know, who do you like to judge with or do you have feelings with this judge for how they pick them and so forth. And so that kind of helped a lot, too. So, Right. Always would be so interested in, in having a little mic hooked up to those guys and uh, yeah. <laughs> and getting in, getting into the mind of that discussion as they do that. And you see it a lot now. And uh, I remember one Beef Congress was, was one of the first ones that I remember where, where they would do that. Well, I think it'd be cool. I mean, you wouldn't have to broadcast it instantly, but after <laughs> right. it, you could maybe 
put out what some of their thoughts were on that, why they picked them that way. So right, right, be kind of kind of neat when we're uh, up there broadcasting for Walton Webcasting to to have a little mic in our ear and and. Uh, maybe we yeah. could give them just a little bit of insight of what those guys were talking about. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, so just to kind of keep on this Beef Congress thing just a bit, the sales came in at Beef Congress. I'm going to guess that you were part of that as well. It happened. I can't tell you the exact year it started. Right. Originally, the whole thing was for the breeders. Right. It was for them to promote their livestock and their animals, and so... That was always the objective, you know, let the kids have a good time, but also promote Indiana bred and owned livestock that is probably second to none in the United States in, re in relationship to the amount that's there. I mean, you live in a hotbed of very, very good agriculture and very good genetics and livestock. And it's not just cattle, it's hogs and sheep and goats now and everything else. I mean, things are really almost centered right here in indiana right so yeah and, and to your state fair association that's that's one of the toughest state fairs around yeah it gets pretty complicated and pretty challenging <laughs> right awfully good animals that go through that ring to get picked absolutely absolutely and i guess we should mention for those that that may not know you you do have a how do we put it? You have a lasting, or it was a lasting, I don't know if you would call it an injury or, or what might that have been from uh, being on that concrete all those years. <laughs> well, I just had to have a new hip put in, so I'm kind of laid up a little bit, but I can always blame it on that concrete. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just attribute it to that and, and uh, just call it that, won't we? <laughs> you know, before they remodeled that cattle barn, we had that asphalt base in there and mm -hmm. You know, it was, it got slick, but as amazing, it was easier on your hips and your legs because there's a little give to that asphalt, but boy, when they put that concrete in there, there's no give to it. So. <laughs> it was all over then, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Well, Bob, uh, for everyone in Indiana, I want to say that that shows at the Beef Congress or, or at the State Fair Cattle Barn, we want to thank you for the years that you've put in and the changes that you have been a part of and just appreciate it takes so, so much to do all of that. And I guess on behalf of everybody, I want to thank you for that. Well, thank you. Well, back to the cattle here, and we're going to go through these calves that you guys have in the sale here on the 18th of September. Bob, you guys have had some sales and things before uh, you went to this SC Online way to go about this. Well, Hunter Humphrey's been very helpful in giving us guidance and helping us figure out a lot. Kevin's my grandson. He stepped up, does a lot of communication with them, and I have a lot of other things to think about besides calves. And so we've tried to uh, work things out. He, he lines up the picture lady and everything, so... And he lined up you as well. So, right. you know, that's uh, something to give him a benefit of. He's taking the bull by the horn, so to speak, and then looking to the future. So right. maybe down the road, you won't need me on here anymore. <laughs> well, we'd always always be glad to have you, Bob. So, But, yeah, but you guys have sold some private treaty sales and, and different things like that in the past. Yeah, we've sold a couple of steers. We sold a steer that went to Elkhart County and was reserve grand champion at the Elkhart County Fair. And we've sold heifers over the years that have been grand champion heifers in Elkhart and in Kosciuszko County and also um, some other county fairs down to the south. We had Simmental heifer that my granddaughter showed in uh, 
Hancock County this year. She won her class, but that was as far as she got with that. So mm -hmm. she says she wants to show again. So I guess we'll see what happens. That's so. good. Yeah. As, as long as they want to do it again, why that's a success, right? Yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> well, that's she good. was a senior in high school, so she's only got one year left. Oh yeah. I've been trying to get her to do it for a long time, but I finally, finally we broke the ice. So. <laughs> that should tell young people. If you're listening and you have any thoughts about maybe wanting to do this, start young, right? Yep. Because you don't know what you're missing unless you get in and, and do it. Get your feet wet. Find out what it is. It's a lot of work. There's no doubt about that. But I guarantee you that parents, if you're listening, you know, you'll never find a better project as far as teaching young people how to work and how to be responsible for taking care of their animals and making sure that they're taken care of before you're taken care of. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That leads us into, Kevin, you are this this next generation that's coming up through here and uh, kind of taking over this. And, and as uh, Grandpa says, you've got a lot bigger part in what goes on there at Bishop Farms. And uh, if you would, why don't you tell us what you do there at Bishop Farms and some of the things that you're in charge of? I mostly do the calves in winter, seeing the new calf born almost every day, and it gets like around this time of a year, every year, I break calves to trying to sell them, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm, right. So, so you get to see them all the way through, you get to calve them there while Grandpa goes south for the, for the winter. Yeah. And then you get to, to keep working with them all summer and get them ready for this sale. Yeah. Now, you went through 4-H and showed some of the different livestock, didn't you, or was it just cattle? Well, me and my brother showed cattle, pigs, and sheep. Okay. We did sheep for a few years, then we stopped doing that, and then we started showing pigs with calves. Mm -hmm. Then we did that till my brother's seventh or sixth year in 4-H. Mm -hmm. Then we got out of that. Then we decided to show calves the whole time. Right. Right. So you ended up with cattle's the way to go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. And Kevin, you're 20 years old, so you've been out of 4-H just a couple years here. Yeah, I graduated from Warsaw High School 2021. Okay. Start right in at Bishop Farms then? They're after school and weekends. I help them at the shop do little small stuff. Then it was like time, chore time, like around three, three thirty or four. Mm -hmm. then get calves and then feed them, rinse them every single morning. Okay. It's mostly around this time of year. Okay. Well, I'm guessing from your Facebook page that uh, you guys work on Case IH tractors around there. Is that right? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> That's Kevin's Echoes of the Past deal. Okay. Yeah, it uh, looks like from your Facebook page, you're kind of a John Deere fan. Yeah, we're all green. <laughs> so you don't have to work on those. You just have to work on the Case IH equipment you got around there, huh? There you yeah. go. <laughs> well, we got two international farm holes, uh -huh. old antique tractors that are uh, still running then they hooked up hook up to our manure spreader yeah our new hauler then grandpa got four antique tractors they work and drive 
Oh, cool. They don't do much around the farm uh-huh. now. Okay. Got Air National Farm All M. Right. And the John Deere Model B Unstyle. Oh, wow. That's the flywheel start. Sure. And a Ghibli Ford. Oh, wow. The Ghibli's my grandma's. Uh-huh. Now, do you like to work on those, or do you like to work on the cattle more? Uh, sometimes I like work on those antique tractors, get them back and running. Right. I'm mostly doing cattle. Right. Okay. I'm in a club, Echoes of the Past. I bring them to our local county fair, Kosciuszko, and I take them to antique tractors shows all over. Sure. Well, that sounds pretty neat. So you go display cattle, and then you go display tractors as well, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds great. That sounds really neat. You know, I went to a car show one time, and I thought... Now, I don't understand why these guys want to fix these cars up and bring them out and sit around and uh, sit under tents and look at their cars all day. And then I thought, now, wait a minute. We kind of do the same thing with the cattle, don't we? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Kevin, I guess what are your future plans? Again, 20 years old, what are your future plans? You going to stay there at at Bishop Farms and keep things under control there? Probably stay here and help my brother with the hog barn. We just put that up last year. Uh-huh. Work on that and keep doing cattle and keep with those antique tractors running until can't turn them anymore. Cool. Well, that sounds awesome. Well, hey, Kevin, you, you've you been elected to tell us about these calves in this sale here. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, again, the sale is on SC Online Sale September 18th uh, is when that one's going to go off. So be sure to check that out. And uh, you guys will have your pictures and videos up on there here pretty soon from recording date here. So Megan Hunt's going to come do those. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Well, good. Well, we look forward to seeing those, and and I haven't got to see those because they're going to happen the day after recording here, so I'm just going to have to try to help lead Kevin into these as what he told us, and the lot one sounds sounds very interesting. We've got a main steer here out of Slam Dunk. That is correct. Kevin, tell us a little bit about this one. Uh, The main steer, he is pretty good. Everybody came and looked at him. They say he's really, really nice. Mm Mm-hmm. What do we like about him? So far, everybody likes the body of him and the frame and the rear, the width. Okay. Well, that sounds good. And you got him broke and ready to go. Yeah, he is all broke. He hates kind of new people coming to bar. Uh-huh. But he's fine. I'm around. Okay. But he's a pretty good steerer. Okay. What color we got? Uh, He's all black. Okay. Good deal. What about your lot two? You guys have a slew of heifers here. Uh, your lot yeah. two going to start those heifers. We got a crossbred heifer here. She is a commercial heifer. She is good, really good. I had my uncle come look at her on Saturday of this week. Mm-hmm. They say she is really good. Mm-hmm. What did he like about her? Everything. <laughs> She's pretty feminine, Andy. She's got a lot of female characteristics she'll make an excellent cow sometime down the road but she'll make an excellent show heifer as well sure now she's sired by an angus sire is that correct yep okay what's his name legged angus okay and then she's got a shorthorn plus mother right yes 
Okay. Kevin, that uh, Shorthorn Plus Mother's had a little bit of history there, hasn't she? Yeah, she had pretty good history past couple of years. Didn't she do some winning? She won our local county fair my 10th year. She won reserve grand champion heifer. And before that, took her to Hoosier Beef Congress. She won reserve division, Shorthorn Plus, showed her twice down there. She won that again, then we took her to Louisville. Mm-hmm. She won her class, but she didn't get nothing after that. Okay. Then we took her to our Indiana State Fair. She got reserve division, then she went back in for for reserve grand, but she didn't get that. Okay. Okay, so she's already got a history uh, yeah. of herself in the in the purple. So uh, we got a mm-hmm. crossbred heifer here out of her that, that you're offering. Well, that she sounds really really interesting. The lot three, we've got a purebred shorthorn heifer. She is a purebred shorthorn mm-hmm. out of flux. Mm-hmm. At Kate's, her mom didn't get sold as a calf, so they bred her then for next year's sale. So my grandpa bought her as a cow. Mm-hmm. Then she had a calf last year, and then that calf went to Iowa. Mm-hmm. They said so far right now she beated everybody in Iowa. Oh, yeah? So she's doing really well out there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's good. So now now you've got another one ready to offer up to these guys a flex sired heifer calf. Yeah. She okay. is really nice. She's mostly white, less red on her. Okay. All right. What else do you like about her? She leads good. Some days she has her day. Some days she wants to lead. Mm-hmm. And I had so far right now, no one looked at her. Okay. So keeping her hidden, huh? Yeah, we're just trying <laughs> to keep her hidden until sale. Okay. Well, you're going to have to get her out for, for pictures and videos here real soon. Yeah. So then we'll throw those pictures and videos up, and then the world will see her. How's that sound? Uh, the lot four, we've got a, a Key Angus heifer here. Yeah, she is really good, and I showed her mom two years ago. Mm-hmm. They took her down to Weingartner Plingman Farms in Ohio. They took her down to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. She won two times third overall, Key Angus. Then after that, they took her to Oklahoma Chickasha, got two times third overall down there, too. Uh-huh. Then brought her to our Indiana State Fair. She got champion Key Angus for division. She made it in the grand jury, but she didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's this lot four heifer sired by? That's a Claussen on a Why Not. P-L-A-S-S-E-N on a Why Not bull, which is a Weingartner bull. Tell me about this lot four. What's some of her good features? I had a neighbor looked at her. They said she's good. Mm-hmm. She may be top. If somebody buys her, she may be top five for their county fair or state fair or whoever, whenever they want to take her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that sounds good. We're going back to the steers here for the lot five. We got a, a purebred shorthorn steer. Purebred shorthorn owl hot wires steer. Mm-hmm. I showed her mom out of Kate's sale. Mm-hmm. Bought her and we bought a, a shorthorn plus that lot too. Mm-hmm. They had some lady in Michigan 
they told me send pictures, videos, how he walks, and she said they will try to buy him. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Well, I'm interested in seeing the pictures and videos of him, too. So is he big top, big-legged steer? No, oh, he's big top, and he has a pretty good rear on him. Okay. For a purebred short horn, he's, he's pretty decent. Right, so, right. He's not going to be a grand champion steer at the state fair, but he, he and somebody have a lot of fun with him in the local county fairs. Mm-hmm. Sure. Jackpot goes so far. Sure, sure we got to have steers for those as well. Yeah, not everybody's going to win the big one. <laughs> right, right. The last six, we got a, a semi-heifer here. I, I told you guys when we were talking earlier, you guys are well-rounded. So we've got some shorthorns, we've got some mains, and, and now we're going to introduce a purebred semi-heifer. He's out of Foreman, which is a purebred semitall bull from Trenopoles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty nice semitall heifer. Body, deep-ribbed. My comment just take a good look at her. She's coming into her own and her future looks very bright in the Simitol lineup. So we don't have many other Simitols to compare with. We just have a couple Simitol cows. And so we've had some in the past, but we just have a couple of them now. So. Okay. Uh, the Lot 7, that's a purebred shorthorn uh, heifer. That goes back to Kate's as well, right? Yep. Okay. Tell me about her. We raised her mom. Mm-hmm. And the bull is a hot wire from Cates's bought some semen from him mm-hmm. at Cates's sale then and she little bit smaller than that white three that mm-hmm. other shore she's just a bit little smaller but i think she's going to be pretty good for if they're kind of fair okay okay then we got a cross steer we're going to end with a steer here on the uh lot eight we got a crossbred steer and uh he's kind of my kind of my cup of tea he's an angus sired steer yeah, he is. Her mom was born and raised here at our farm. Mm-hmm. And I took her to our Hoosier beef corner. She got second in her class. Then after that, I took her to a couple open shows with her brother. I had a steer. I took them and Lot Two's mom to our local county fair. Mm-hmm. She won champion, crossbred, made in the grand drive, didn't get picked. And her brother, a key steer, got champion key, and he didn't get picked for top five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her calf, her steer, he walks like a dog. Uh-huh. All right. Big, thick-handed steer, is he? Yep. Everything. Even our local neighbors say he likes him, too. Mm-hmm. Neighbors, uh, Jake Templin, that where he lives about a couple miles away, does a lot of showing and grooming for people. So mm-hmm. He has a pretty good handle on what he's looking for. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Kevin, which one is your favorite? Probably the Lot 1 and Lot 4. Why is that? Past years of Lot 1, her calves was kind of a too small, too skinny. Since last year, she had a really good, decent calf. Mm-hmm. Then this year, I was going to give that calf a shot, and then I really looked at him the moment the weaning day came, then I said, that's going to be lot one. Uh-huh. And the lot four, King is Heifer, her mom was at Weingarten's sale. They told me, this is your Heifer for your 10th year. They said, she might be a little high, but 
we we got her and Weingartner's helped us to take her down to the shows and went down there almost every month go down there work with her then mm-hmm. she hit, this is her first calf so her calf does pretty good for walking right so you're excited about that then yeah always fun to get one out of a good show heifer right yeah <laughs> for some reason you just seem to care about those a little bit more don't you yeah okay yeah, a lot mom was not a show heifer. My grandpa bought her as a show heifer, but no one wanted to show her. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot wanted that damn came from Fred Campbell down there at Akron. You ever see him? Mm-hmm. That's where she came from. He tried to buy her back every year. Finally, he gave up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Decided that you guys are going to keep her and, and keep going with her, huh? Well, he wanted to buy her back for less than what he sold her to me for. <laughs> and I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, sounds good. Kevin, tell us about this sale and when can they come get these cattle? What's your What's your plans with that? Well, my number and my grandpa's number is on the sale order. Mm-hmm. And they just need to let us know what day they're coming, pick them up, and what time. Okay. Yeah, right now I'm excited for the sale. Just want to get back working on the farm mostly. Okay. But right now I'm in the barn, eight o'clock in the morning till around tour time. Mm-hmm. That's like five, five thirty. Right. Rinsing, blowing, uh, getting all the getting all the things yeah. ready, huh? Yeah, mostly broke. That's the main goal. Okay. Okay. Well, are you guys going to do an open house, or how can people come to see these cattle if they want to see them live? Well, I posted on Facebook, the barn is open, just let me know, and they are more than welcome to come to the barn on sale day. Okay. Just look them in person before they bid on them. Right. Right. But yeah, they can come see them just about any time, just as long as they let you guys know that, that they're coming, and you guys can pretty well have them ready and, and show them around. Yep. Okay. Kevin, are you in charge of that with Grandpa being laid up? Yeah, mostly. <laughs> he is. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, guys, get a hold of Kevin and talk to him about coming to see these cattle here. And again, they have the sale on SC Online Sales coming up here on Sunday, September the 18th. And they are in northern Indiana up at Leesburg. So if you're coming up in that area, why, be sure to stop in and and check those out. So, Kevin, uh, appreciate you and Bob being guests here on Before the Bid. And I want to wish you a lot of luck for the sale. Yep. Thank you. All right. Kevin, anything else we need to know? Nope, that's it. That's it? Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Again, I want to wish you guys luck here on September 18th. SC Online Sales. Kevin, Bob, appreciate you being part of the podcast, and we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid Podcast. Thank you very much. Mm Mm-hmm.